Yes, people, it's episode 267 of Griff Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? It is Sunday, the 13th of March. Uh, I am walking around my bedroom, um, quarantined. Locked up. Yep, yep. The vid got me. Finally got me. 2022. That shows you how unfashionable I am. I got it in 2022. This thing came out in 2019 and I got it in 2022. I don't know what version I've got. I don't know if I've got COVID-19 one or I've got new update, new software patch. I don't even know which one I've got. Okay. But I'm here. Locked away. Like it's to the point where people don't even care. You know what I mean? I've got it in 2022. No one cares. I've got it in 2022. One of my brothers called me. He goes, I'm not going to lie, mate. I, I, I forgot COVID was a thing. The whole Ukraine thing going on. I forgot COVID was a thing. I forgot people could still get COVID. I was like, me too. (laughs) I thought I was done. I was done. I've gone this long without it, man. It's such a pain in the ash to get it. Um, But it's all right. You can hear my voice. got a little bit of a little bit of cough. It's not a cough. It's a tickle. That if I was to laugh too hard, I would then cough. Um, So that's what it is. But I do I, in, in within myself i feel fine um so yeah i'm all right don't feel too much sympathy for me i mean hey feel some when it first started though boy it was nuts it's, it's wednesday um wednesday i was in the office get into the office now and i sit down and uh i'm feeling really cold and i sit opposite another black guy in the office so you know we usually feel the same temperature not that all black people feel the same temperature that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that you know we would say the office is colder when other colleagues who may be less melanated white um will be feeling like ah it's not that cold actually that's a lie women the women the white women in the office are also cold women are colder than black people are colder so it's just the white guys in the office are like fuck you know turn that down jeez why is it so hot in here <laughs> whereas all the ethnics and the women are just like it's freezing so then um so yeah so it was wednesday and i was like oh, a bit cold i was like mate you cold and he's like no but i'm all right he goes but yeah you know, feel free to turn it on to heating on so i'm like, turning it on and even with it on i find myself i was you know when you're you know when you, you hunch your shoulders i don't know what that actually does like scientifically there must be a reason like are we trying to compact our organs in to stay warmer you know when you're cold your shoulders hard is that is it to protect your neck you're trying to stop losing heat from your neck i don't is that what we're trying to do try to lose stop losing heat from just the gap the gap between your neck and your shoulder just like oh, that's where all the heat's going from let's just hunch close that off okay now i'm warm <laughs> just your head just starts dissolving into your chest when you're cold right so i was just doing that in the office i was shaking and I was just like, raw, like, what's going on? Why am I so cold? Um, but I ain't crossed my mind. I'm just like, ah, just feeling, feeling a bit odd. It's all right, though. I'll get, um, I'll pop out to the shop, get a coffee, whatever. That'll warm me up. And I was just like, mm, nah, it's not feeling normal. Still not feeling normal. Um, had my lunch. And, you know, lunch is okay. But I was still, still feeling a bit, mm. And, you know, in between tasks, like, you got a simple task, like an email. And it's just your your heart's just not in it. It's like, I, I can't I can't draft this email. Can't do it. So I just just can't be bothered. That's what I felt on the Wednesday. And then um and I was toying with the idea. I was like, mm. 
And so I don't think it's the vid though. I, I remember saying that at the time because like, I'm not coughing. I'm definitely not hot. And um, and I can smell. I can taste and smell. So it's not it's not the vid. I don't think it's the vid. They ain't got the, the top three symptoms. I'm, I think I'm good. And you know, my colleague's going, yeah, someone else had COVID though. And I was like, no, I feel I'm all right. And then um, I was toying with the idea of leaving. I was just a bit out of it. Just kind of sat there looking sorry for myself. And then, then I stood up. And then I almost fell over when I stood up. And my boss saw me. And he was like, you all right? I'm like, mm, actually, I don't think I am. He goes, just go home. And I was like, don't need to be told twice. I'm going. <laughs> he just, whoop, laptop, bam, shut. Switched off, unplugged, in the bag. See ya. Walked out. Walked out feeling great. Until I realised I don't actually feel great. And uh, yeah, and the walk. The walk from the office to the train station. My legs were like jelly. I've never been punched in the head before. Actually, this is like, I have been punched in the head before. Um, I was like, I've never been concussed. That's like, I've been concussed. I That should be the point I'm making. I have been concussed before. Not from a punch, not a pussy. Been concussed before. Um, and never have I felt that weak on my legs. How about that? I've been fully stone cold knocked out once uh, from smashing my head into the ground and the other time from actually being kicked square in the face. Actually, I wasn't, I didn't get knocked out, I got kicked square in the face. It just, my ears just went, and everything went blue. And, <laughs> and I was just on my knees. Uh, it was in a football match. Went, to head of the, went down the head of the ball. Guy came up on the upward volley, bag in the face. I just dropped to my knees and just kind of just, kind of just stopped there on my knees. Just scrunching my face. Scrunching my face as if to like keep my face together. Like I thought if I unclench my face, I think my I think my face might fall off my head. So I'm gonna just keep it scrunched. And when I opened my eyes, everything was just blue and it's like <laughs> And I just remember the remember the horizon just wasn't flat it was like kind of tilted tilted like foot like 30 degrees everyone just slanted i was like yeah i'm pretty sure we're not playing football on the slope <laughs> so even then teammates helped me stand up he's like you all right i was like yeah i can i can walk off my head feels a bit funny but i can walk but this walk to the station from the office oh my legs are jelly absolutely jelly and my head just felt light and i was like oh my gosh and I buckled a few times as I was walking. And I was like, ah, shit. But I was like, ah, oh, damn. But I just headed home. Headed home. Got got home on Wednesday. Got straight into bed. Took a uh, lateral flow test. Negative. Negative on a Wednesday. So I'm like, well, cool. Um, had a he- The headache got worse. Had a pain in my eye. And um, but I was like, it's not, this sounds terrible. But it's not COVID though. I mean, I just on the test. Look at my symptoms. Not COVID symptoms. I'm good. Then uh, Thursday, well, I felt better. I then got to about one or two, just started feeling tired again. And then I coughed. Not massive, just one cough. And then maybe a few hours later, I did another cough. And I was like, mm, that sounds like a persistent cough to me. I was like, that is literally not persistent. Two coughs in a day is not persistent. But 
I'm gonna I'll see how I feel. Actually, I've got I skipped Wednesday night to Thursday night was one of the worst night's sleeps I ever had. And then when you sweat in your sleep and you feel like you've like wet the bed. <clears throat> I did that twice. <laughs> you know, you usually do it once. And it's like, oh, what happened there? Just, I must have forgot I had to do Velvy. You know what I mean? Whatever system runs in your body that tells you to throw duvet off, you are hot. Just broke down. Well, it happened to me once. I got up. I had to, like, drive myself out. Just, like, it just felt horrible. I was walking around trying to cool off. I had to lay a towel down on the bed and stuff. Went back to sleep. I was freezing because I opened the window and everything. And then, you know, as I was cold, I was like, oh, geez, really cold. And just, and then, like, just woke up again, drenched in sweat again. I was like, geez, I've done it twice in one night. Sorry, that's it. So the first day in the day, I felt better because of how bad I felt in the night. But I um, had the two coughs. And then, uh, then Friday uh, morning, oh, is it Friday night? What am I talking about? Thursday night, sorry. Had the sweats again. And I'm like, all right, let's take a test in the morning. Took a test in the morning. Faintest of lines. But hey, a line's a line. You can't get a half positive. It's like a pregnancy test. You can't be half pregnant. That's what it is. Yeah. So I uh, took another one, though. Because obviously I was like, I'm not having this. And yeah, that was... That was uh, that was positive as well. So then logged in, did the did all the application, get a PCR test, got that done, came back Saturday morning. Positive. So from um, Saturday morning, I've been locked away because we've actually got the firm positive. My viral load was low, but we'll see. We'll see what that actually means. Um, Speaking to other people who've had like this sim- similar conditions of you know that kind of steady entry into COVID, it happens to different people. Some people had the steady entry, just dropped off, felt fine. Some had the steady entry, and it just got worse and worse and worse, then got better. And some people just stayed with this steadiness forever, and not felt the same. So I don't know, but um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, if you are going to get COVID, people, uh, one get married or get in a long-term relationship first because then you have someone to help you out <laughs> jeez i don't know <clears throat> it would have been fine if i lived on my own right and that would have been totally fine uh or living with my mom that would have been fine because you know, i could just take care of myself or you know mom would take care of me but I couldn't imagine living like a, a flat share and having to go through this. You know what I mean? You have to rely on your friends who just, really just housemates. The only thing you've got in common is you've got the same tenancy as them. And that's it. You know? Yeah, you think you're friends, but no one wants to be waiting on you hand and foot. They've got jobs, lives to live, you know? So yeah, but it's, it's been, it's been good. Number two, um, you need to quarantine in a room that has a bathroom, an ensuite bathroom, which I luckily have. So, uh, <laughs> of course, 
I, yeah. Luckily, our house is set up that I can literally be locked away in a part of the house and not interact with anyone. But it's been a... I didn't realise... Uh, oh, I guess I would have guessed. He's not even been able to move around the house. It's just to see my daughter. It's things like that. That's where I would normally just pick her up and stuff and just play. And then now I have to kind of stand down the hallway and just look at her wave. And she's looking at me like, you all right? But why are you in that room all day? <laughs> it's like, get out of the room, you lazy bastard. Um, but yeah, a shout out, a shout out to my wife. Uh, he's just been constantly supplying me with, uh, with foods and snacks and stuff. So it's been nice. It's been nice. And when you're not actually that ill, um, all quarantine is is being sat in bed watching tv playing uh you know i've got i've got my phone got my laptop got all the technology hey the only i guess no nothing else missing really other than people but (laughs) i just feel i just generally just feel bad that's all it's just the guilt of knowing there's so much to do in the house and she's just literally trying to keep Zadie happy while getting stuff done in the house or while trying to take care of me and stuff. So, yeah. But um, but it hasn't been that bad, this quarantine. So I, I think I've had, like, you know, the most luxury style of, of quarantine that you can have for a regular person, I mean, you know? Anyway, what topics we got to talk about other than, you know, me being a... An invalid. Um, Kim K talking about people working. Uh, that seemed to upset a lot of people, didn't it? Yeah, it touched the Molly Maze and all that. And everyone's like, ah, you ain't even working. Coming from someone who got famous from, got successful from a uh, sex tape. Your parents are already millionaire. <laughs> People cannot stand this woman. I, I don't understand how someone is so popular and no one's, no one can stand her. Like, I don't understand how everyone knows what she's doing. Everyone watches her shows. It feels like she's lots of followers online. She is influential. Um, but yet the moment she says something, I swear I only hear people just derision just people just like shut up and it's what's funny it's about when it comes to these uh, statements that her molly Mae made I, it truly is about the messenger because the message itself because you can say all these things about her sex tape rich parents whatever so what should her message be then hey ladies in business you want to get you want to be successful do nothing yeah do nothing be born to richer parents that's all you've got to do like what is is that what she's meant to say because whether she's rich or poor the message is still true you need to get off your ass and work that was her message to women i mean that's not my message to women that's my message to anyone who wants to be a success right you need to get up off your ass and work um simply it that's it, right? But it's just because it's her. Um, 
people cannot stand this woman. She has like become the face of, especially for like black people, she's like become the face of cultural appropriation. <laughs> now I swear, there's some people who I think probably even blame her for like how Kanye's become as a person. We don't even know their relationship, and from what we can see, I don't think it is her. But um. Yeah, it's just it just makes you laugh just how people react to that stuff. Just as soon as whoever says it, like if it was a, you know, Gary V, or that rich dad poor dad dude, or Kevin Hart, it someone like someone that people like The Rock. They say if you want to be successful, get off your ass and work. People like yeah, man, get off your ass and work. Did Floyd Mayweather? What was his um? What's he saying? Used to say. Um. Oh, I always, always say it as a joke about really trivial shit. It was like hard, hard work and it was hard work and something. But people do, like if you like the person, you'll put that shit on the t-shirt. Some people even get it tattooed on themselves. But if you don't, he's like, shut up, I don't hear it. And I think in life, we have to be able to hear good messages, regardless of where they're from. You, you got to be able to sift through that, not just throw a message away because it's from the wrong source. Same way that you can't become a bloody idol worshipper and worship every message that comes from someone. They'll have some bad messages. Shout out Jordan Peterson. Like that guy's not evil. That guy's not like pure either. He's not. <laughs> he's just. He's just a human being. And he says some good things and some things that I agree with on certain topics. And he says some things I don't agree with on other topics. But you can't put them in a box. And same with Kim K. Has she ever said much that I cared about? No. But then, you know, when she was doing the prison reform stuff, can't knock her. She wants her to be a lawyer. And she, is she not getting off her arse and working on that? Is she not doing her hours at some legal practice people are saying? She's trying to find her way... To Whichever route she needs to find to pass the bar. So, and you knock her. I mean, we've all got the big, we're all born in the situation we're born in, right? Um, but it still is down to us as individuals to move to a different level. How many people are born to millionaire parents and they're just someone who snorts their life away and their parents have to bail them out all the time? I said she was born to rich parents, but no, her parents combined aren't as rich as her. So, it's one of those. It's one of those, really, that, yes, yeah, she's she's a white woman. Um, privileged. Uh, she's attractive. I mean, yes, she has a weird body shape now. She's had the work done, but, no, attractive woman. All those stuff that gives her advantages. But there's lots of old women who have those similar advantages as well. And they haven't been as successful as her. You can even say having a sex tape was a disadvantage. But hey, they made it work. They made it work. So look, what I'm saying is when someone gives you a message, don't just throw it in the bin because you don't like the person. 
okay you don't have to acknowledge to them that you've listened to the message just hear it and you can tell to piss off and then once you're sat on your own but yeah it's a good point <laughs> um what else going on ukraine russia i'm not going to go into the war so much but more of what's happening in the uk that the uk government are offering 350 pounds uh, per month um for households who take in ukrainian refugees now if it was 350 pound per refugee i might consider it why wouldn't you you just have you just pack your house when you if you have a second home oh you've got some spare rooms just that'd be full of ukrainians full of them whole family in there <laughs> council like you're breaking the law here. it's like might be but until we investigate that run me my check 350 pound per refugee 10 refugees in my house three thousand and fifty pounds please three thousand five hundred pounds please per month thank you no work made a trap house <laughs> oh dear little knife around 50 pounds for a whole human being it's not, it's not a lot you know for a month like are you meant to take care of them or they just might be in your house fending for themselves you know what I mean? And simply because they're... Um, see, when you use these words refugees, it does dehumanise anyone and everyone who gets classed as that. And de-individualises them because for 350 per month, you might get a Ukrainian who flipping neo-Nazi, drug addict, um, just overall reprobate in your house. Yeah. Or oh, for 350, you might get a guy who's like a full tradesman. So he can go out and get some work. And when he's around the house, you're just like, I had a leak earlier, so I just fixed it. It's like, oh, thank you, Vasily. Thank you very much. Oleg, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're paying the same amount for the same guy. Uh, for different guys, I mean, it's, it's, it's not right. But I guess you can't be putting actual value on. <laughs> it becomes a whole different exercise. Yeah, it becomes akin to um, something that happened in the past with black people. If you start putting different values on it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, right. Something else has uh, happened in the world uh, what we were 22 minutes in um i mean abramovich he's, he's had his shit taken away from him which um i don't, I don't feel i don't feel bad for him because i think he actually he's meant to actually have links right at first what my issue was was anytime i asked uh people about the links they were just they was, it was just jokes he was Russian and I was like you can't just simply say because he's Russian he's uh, he's friends with Putin you know that's not how it works it's just like you're Russian he's Russian you might know my mate like you can't do that but um, I think he does have some links and stuff so he's, like, he's left Chelsea in a 
Strange position. I think what I just saw now before I came on was that he's uh, he's been struck off as a director now because he's no longer fit to be a director, which, you know, makes sense. If you know your KYC rules, know your client rules and stuff, you, you can't really have... Uh, you can't have... Um, what was this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Sorry. Oh, I was halfway through writing tweets uh, 52 weeks later and I... I must have fell asleep last night. So t- <laughs> uh, all right, let's reply there. Done. Um, and I'm trying to find the thing that I saw about being struck off. Ah, I don't know. Can't find it. Um, but yeah. Ooh. Oh dear. Oh, what's that? Let me get on this straight away. I haven't done any of the details, but I'm jumping on it. Why am I Naomi Osaka? Speaking on the court after the match, Osaka said, I've watched videos of Venus Serena get heckled here. And and if you've never watched it, you should watch it. And I don't know why, but it went into my head and got replayed a lot. Um, oh, people just screaming, you suck. India Wells. Indian Wells is... um. I thought that was the US. Indian Wells. Why are they be screaming you suck in the US at... Well, people need to stop saying Indian Wells. I like it's a... Like it's a place that everyone knows what that is. And someone needs to tell me what Indian Wells is. No, no, I'm not going to jump into it. I don't know what's happened. But um, it seems like she was heckled and she cried. And that seems reasonable. Um, especially if it's uh, especially if it's a home crowd. I don't know. William's sisters boycotted Indian Wells tournament uh, for 14 years. Yeah, why is the crowd yelling at her? It's one of those weird ones. You know when people just become hated? Um, and it's one of those that sometimes when someone becomes hated, you can, like, you don't have to agree, but you can almost understand their reasoning, you know, how they got there. Um, it's in California, do you? You can understand the reason how they got there. You don't have to agree with it. We can understand it, you know, like um, like Lewis Hamilton. I understand why he's hated by a lot of people because uh, they don't like his activism. They don't like what he's at, he's at, his activism is about. Um, you know, they don't agree with Black Lives Matter. They don't agree with his anti-racism stance. They don't agree with him not paying taxes in the UK, even though he does. But in, in the end, I, I understand what narrative they're following and why they don't like him. I disagree with them, but I understand it. But someone like Naomi Osaka, though, I don't think she... I think she's literally just said, you know, she has a tough time doing interviews with the media. And you're telling me tennis fans in the stadium are really upset that they didn't get to hear her interview. Like, you're going to actually watch her play, but it's like, yeah, but she didn't do an interview before, so... I hate that bitch. <laughs> I don't... I don't get it. Um... And it's funny because if you, if this way comes with marketing, right? Because if you're a player, you build that into your persona that you don't do interviews. You're really super arrogant, confident with it. 
And it's like, I do my talking on the court. People are like, yeah, I kind of like their attitude. But I think because she came in with, like, please, guys, I'm just, does can't do it. It's like the, you know what I mean? The, the lions just start sharpening their course. It's same, similar to comedy, right? If you're bombing on stage, if you bomb with confidence, the crowd just kind of has to sit back and be like, okay, I don't know what's going on here, but he seems to know what's going on. When you're a, a bombing apologetically, it's like, oh, God, that joke didn't work. Uh, 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 the crowd start going, try another one, mate. And they, they start growing in confidence. And then you snap back and you don't snap back with something funny. And then they say something funny. And then it's just like, it gets on top. I've seen it happen to comedians. It's never happened to me. Because when I bomb, I bomb graciously. <laughs> bomb and get the fuck out of there I bomb I change my hat and my top and I leave that's what I do I'm told quite a few comments that it's it's it's, it's there's element of truth to it I mean the glasses thing is because I can't see on stage with my glasses on because I haven't got anti-glare glasses but off stage so you'll see me around the gig with glasses on so that's not that's costume number one number two I usually walk in with a hat of some sort so I'm going hat and glasses on, off stage. Um, and usually you assume someone's got a hat on, their hair isn't done, whereas my hair is done. So they never they never put the two together. And then obviously I usually wear two layers on the stage. All have two layers or three layers with me. So depending on how it goes on stage, you see me with my, you know, a black shirt on. Then I die. You might just see me off stage with a grey cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, if I do well, oh, I'm off stage, hat off, glasses off, black shirt, standing right by the door so people can see me. I might even retell some of the jokes so people remember that was the guy who was on stage. <laughs> but anyway, that's knowing myself. But in the sense of, look, I just think it's crazy that people just dislike the girl um, so much. And she's a young girl as well. I just don't... Um, Yeah, like I just don't get, I don't get why they, why this country was built, all this world was built, build people up, especially these young people, build them up just to tear them down. It's like, it's like we like the underdog story until the underdog wins, and then they just become another winner, and the world doesn't like winners, the world, world likes losers. I keep reminding about the comedy, but it's similar again in comedy. You don't tell jokes about your success, you tell. So it's about your failure. Because we just don't like winners. It's weird, right? Just because if one person wins, that means everyone else lost. Therefore, we don't like the one person who got it. So that's the moral story. Right? Guys in life, if you aren't going to win, win quietly. Lose loudly, though. Be a big, loud loser. Everyone loves a big loud loser, but if you win, just just win, just win on the side, one quietly. <laughs> That's it. Right, let's get on some dear Deirdre. See who goes this. Ah, well, I've got to sip some. Ah, oh, no, actually, I can't sip it. I don't, don't sip any drink because I want to take a. a still, That's what I should have done. I should have taken an actual flow test on the pod, and then I would be able to in the time. Not on it, so that just before I started recording, then we'll be able to see if it comes up uh, negative yet. Uh, so I'm done. <laughs>
I'm quarantined in relative luxury and I'm done. I'm over this. Uh, so let's see. Um, come on. Um, dear Deirdre, I let husband cheat and now his affair has ruined another family. Dear Deirdre, I knew my partner was cheating on me, but I let it go as I thought it was just a casual sex thing now and then. I didn't read really have any intonation or like the grammar on the screen shows so do that again dear Deirdre I knew my partner was cheating on me but I let it go as I thought it was just a casual sex thing now and then but I've since discovered he's been having an affair for months with his school French exchange partner from 30 years ago wow um, he's planning to leave me for her and all I can think about is how to get my revenge I'm 46 my partner's 49 we've been together for 18 years um okay he met when he was 30 uh yeah okay that makes sense so i was trying to work out the numbers of his french exchange partner anyway the last time we had sex was four years ago jesus i lost interest and he didn't seem to care that much either later i found condoms and viagra in his wallet but i never told him i knew if anything i was relieved i could put up with him having sex uh, with the occasional woman if it meant he wouldn't leave me Okay. I assumed they were just meaningless flings. After all, he came home to me every night. But a week ago, I was dutifully folding away his fresh iron boxes in his in his drawer uh, when I saw an unfamiliar phone at the back. Ooh. So this guy's wild because his wife does his laundry and he's just leaving his phone there. I mean, he wanted to be caught. My curiosity got the better of me uh, when the bottom fell... And then the bottom fell out of my world, see? Because he didn't even lock that phone either. He's just like, yeah, I'll leave it there. She can find it. And whatevs. There were hundreds of messages between my partner and his lover, with him telling her he couldn't wait to leave me and calling me frigid. When I confronted him, he laughed in my face. He said it was my fault for snooping around, reading private messages. This feels like a setup. It's weird. He told me he he told me she's 50 and his French girlfriend who he got in touch with four years ago okay for the past six months they've been meeting whenever she comes over here for business trips he told me he would already have left me if her husband didn't have cancer apparently they're waiting until he gets through chemo despite myself i looked her up on facebook last month she gushed she had the perfect husband i'm furious and tempted to message her husband telling him everything wow you just trying to end the man's life while man's going through chemo you're just like i need to get off my vexation so fuck you (laughs) jeez um yeah so you don't don't call the woman's husband you just leave it in the house for you two how she deals with the affair over there is how she deals with it. You need to deal with your husband. Why are you trying to hurt this random bloke? You don't need to know. He doesn't need to know. All right. Um, this is dumb. Instant attraction. I have fallen for my married boss and I'm waiting for him to make a move. Okay, how's that going to work? I'm in love with my older married boss and I think the feeling is mutual. No, dear. You've gone for not even fancy. Just, well, just keep it a lust, innit? Just keep it a lust. Why dog just barking? How annoying. Anyway, um, 
I'm 23, he's 47. I've been working in this office for seven months and there was an instant attraction. Our eyes locked constantly at work. I've never felt such intensity. It's electric. Last week, he complimented my hairstyle and I'm sure his hand lingered on mine while he passed me a cup of coffee. The other day, we were joking around and he said I make him feel weird. He didn't elaborate. I have overheard him arguing with his wife on the phone at work before. Don't don't get hyped about that. (laughs) I felt a bit guilty and have since uh, tried distancing myself from him, but it's so tough. I think I might love him. Jesus, we're on a business trip next month and I can't help hoping he'll make his move. See, this is going to be an absolute disaster because when this man says weird, he means he has an erection. That's what weird means. Um, like men, we like to pretend that we're not very, you know, verbose, articulate, um, can't express our feelings. And um, I don't think that's true. I think we might have a smaller range of feelings than women. But the feelings we do have, we're pretty okay expressing them. And uh, if he said that he liked you, then yeah, but he didn't. He says you make me feel weird. Which means he's got a boner and he will make this move on this trip and you will have sex because you think he loves you. But he just really wants to have sex with you a lot. And he may not want to have sex with you after he does it once. Because that's what happens with guys as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Dear, so uh, do not sleep with this man unless you want just casual sex with a married man because he's not going to be leaving his wife. All right, um, next one. Ooh, girl code. Here we go. Set my sights. I'm tempted to portray best friend by dating man she fancies. Here's a quick solution, ladies. If you ever find yourself in this situation, find out if the guy you fancy actually fancies your friend. If he fancies your friend and your friend fancies him, then leave it alone. That's unfair. They fancy each other. Step aside. You lost. But if you ask him and he's like, oh, her? Uh, no. Check. He might be lying because he now sees there's an opportunity to have sex with you. And he might try to have sex with both of you. Um, <laughs> so you just got to find out somehow not you asking whether he fancies you or your friend guess what the answer is he probably fancies both so don't be selfish call your mate up and say hey i've got an idea um anyway (laughs) so dear deirdre my best friend is like my sister then don't snake her but i want my man i want the man she has set her sights on we're both 19 oh god it's gonna end so madly and last week, she drunkly kissed a guy at a nightclub. Cool. She remembered his name, looked him up and found the pub he works in. I suggested we go and he looked so sexy pouring pints. She bought our first round of drinks, but was hurt as he didn't recognise her. There you go. I bought our second round. He winked at me and said that they were on the house. Uh, would she hate me if I went on a date with him? Just tell her. That's all. You just got to tell her. You, if you go behind her back, um, then that's where it's going to be. A whole, uh, whole clusterfuck. 
of 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 madness. Yeah, omni madness. That's what it's going to be if you uh, if you try to snake her. You end up snaking her, so don't don't do it. Because if he's winked and gave him on the house, there's yeah, you're going to end up getting with him. So <laughs> just tell her. That's all you got to do. Just tell her. Um, try to find her a, another guy as well. That's it. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Last one. Last one. And then I'm done. Um, big bully. A catty woman at work told everyone that my breath smells. First question. Does it? That Does it though? I've got a rule and I say it all the time. And someone offers me a chewing gum or a mint. I always say yes. Even if I don't want it. I just always say yes. And and I'll always admit to the person as I'm saying yes. Like, oh, do I, do I if I don't want it, like, I don't even really want this, but I've always been told if someone offers you mint, they might be politely telling you your breath stinks. <laughs> and I'll shove it in my mouth as soon as I say that. And then they can just laugh. And it's fine. If my breath stank, I know it's hard to tell people your breath stinks. Because I've done it, I someone's breath is booming you know when someone's breath smells so bad you can hear it <laughs> you know what I mean just like they <laughs> they breathe they're talking and you can just hear this it's the smell hitting your nose and your eardrum um, so I'm just like Hey, you like a chewing gum? And they're like, no, I'm cool, thanks. It's like, but you're not. <laughs> so you've got to take it. Um, dear, dear, a cat woman at work is making my life hell. I get on really well with everyone else in the shop except her. She's in her late 30s and is rude and nasty. Why do you say she's in her late 30s? I bet you're young. I bet you're young. Because only, uh, only young people would highlight someone in their late 30s as a as a like that's just it sound like attitude you're old like if everyone's seen game on drink chaps and he's had and he laughed when the when he's talking about um because you know on his first album you're 38 and you're still rapping Ugh. and now he's 44 and he said to himself goes i was 26 when i wrote that and he goes well i got to 38 and i was still rapping <laughs> he realized the errors of his way you, if you ain't seen that drink, Chaz, it's four hours long, but um, it's actually really good, really interesting drink, Chaz episode. Just because the, the game's very different to what I'd expect him to be in an interview, in the sense of his persona and his attitude, he's, you know, his behaviour is the game, but what he says in the sense of he, he takes a lot of ownership of his own mistakes, fuck ups. He's he's a mature guy. He took. He talks how he talks, but you can tell he he has the mind of someone in their forties, which is which for me, I love when I see people I grew up watching rapping, singing, acting, um, just being their age. Like it's it's a bit sad when these are you know people I looked up to as a kid, because you know you're just a kid and you just idolise people, and then you're now just like Rob, grow up, bruv and they're older than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, so it's good to watch him and be like, oh, he, yeah, he talks like someone his, his age. 
obviously he has the slag and the way he talks and a kind of aggression, but the the message under there, if, if I'm getting that across right. So anyway, so just this here now, saying in their late thirties, just yeah, it just sounds like a young person saying someone's old. Anyway, she's carry she carries on as if she's better than everyone else. Uh, I am a woman of 22, told you, and started working there a few months ago. Um, on my first day, I couldn't find something and went to the wrong cupboard. Instead of helping me, she laughed haughtily and said, don't they teach you anything at school? So yeah, th- this woman just seems, she does seem old and upset at her life though. <laughs> she corrected my pronunciation, criticised my accent, told me to change my hairstyle and even said I should buy better clothes because mine look cheap. But the most upsetting thing is that she claimed one of my customers had complained that I have I have that I have bad breath. Sorry, geez, that wasn't even hard to read. I was mortified. Uh, another colleague found me crying and reassured me that it wasn't true. I hate this woman so much. I wish I could tell my boss what a nasty piece of work she is. Why can't you? I feel like leaving, but aside from my colleague, I really like the job. Yeah, that's reporter, isn't it? Just saying she's bullying you in the workplace because she is. He's harassing you. I mean, if, if it's a shop and she's in her late 30s. I'm assuming she's management because if she's not management and she's in her late 30s and she's just been there for years just at you know same Saturday assistant level then you can spin and heel kick this bitch out the shop don't worry about it right through the window then drag her back and kick her off bam right through the stock room just like you're good don't worry about her and trust me aesthetically as well this is on your side you know some arguments don't look good that her being the old woman arguing with you as young woman automatically makes her look shit. So it's already on your side. So just snitch. Just snitch. That's all. Just snitch. Anyway, um, I think that's it for me today. Um, mainly because I just need a wee. <laughs> so I'm going to start talking. I mean, 45 minutes. That's, that's a good bit of pod in that. That's a good bit of pod in that. Um, okay, so gigs, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I was going to be gigging bloody today, I was going to be at bloody the Tring Aperitif, I'm going to do a 30 minute work in progress show of the show I'm taking to um, Edinburgh next year, now this is going to be the first time you're doing it and, you know, seeing what kind of direction I'm going to take it and the vid took it away from me, so we'll see, we'll see where we are. But other than that, I won't be gigging until next week anyway, because I haven't got anything in the diary, which is kind of strange. It's worked out pretty well. I'll just take this time just to chill out, uh, recover, get strong, stronger, faster, sharper. And um, that's it. Anyway, people, that's the end of the pod. I'm waffling now. Um, Yeah, that's it. Peace. I've said that's it so many times. Peace.